This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. The name of tonight's show is, appropriately if you know your onions, Little by Little, Chelsea Fancast number 1110. And I am Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined as ever by the uh, the Breatharian Jonathan Kidd. Chidge, is that an homage to the Dusty Springfield song? A little by little by little by little by little. Close, but no cigar. It's an Oasis song. Little by little. It's the one. Marco names. Oh, we've just sorry, JK. Another yellow card. Third in three weeks. Third in three shows. I've northed up the introductions by being tempted into saying hello to them. So, who's the guest tonight, J.K.? Sorry, who's the <laughs> member of the Chelsea Fancars family tonight, as I should say? Well, I heard a little noise there a moment ago, but um, uh, I don't know who it was because once again, I can't see anybody on the, in the, the round window at all. So, because uh, we have thought, no round windows, perhaps. Ah, uh, uh, oh, well, well, whatever window we have. No, I'm I'm joking. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> it is, of course, book publisher, mentor to many. Yeah. He bleeds blue. It is himself, Mr. Gate 17, Mr. Marco <laughs> But Thank you for um, quite an extraordinary introduction. Almost as extraordinary as the outfit you're wearing tonight, JK. <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't tell them yet. Don't tell them. I won't tell them you look like a cross between a naughty elf and a member of the Colombian Liberation Front. <laughs> he just needs a bandana, doesn't he, or something? And I, just need yeah. to, I have to speak like that as well. Okay. Yeah, you'll be full on. You'll be full on. Uh, full on Sandinista, mate. 
I know, quite good. I speak like that from now on. I thought that was Pochettino you were doing then. Uh, or is that Enzo we... Fernandez? It's more up there, I think. Is that more, more up there? No, no, I wouldn't. We'll get accused of being uh, part-time Rubbish. racists again. Rubbish as well. Part-time racists. Full-time yeah. idiots. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you both. It's good, to, very good to see you both. Actually, it's always good to see all of you anyway. But I think particularly so when we've had a damn fine weekend. And uh, I think as we will talk uh, on the show tonight, we've got, it's, a, it's a show of two parts tonight. Uh, a bit like uh, a game of football itself. Uh, it, they may well even be forty-five minutes each, plus additional time. You never know. But before we get into all of that, uh, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live. Live. Indeed. Every Monday and Friday uh, at 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. M-I-X-L-R is Mixler, by the way, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And you can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on ACAR, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. And of course, make sure you leave us a sex-infused five-star review. Now, I've got a couple of bits of news, actually, which I shall share with you all. The first bit is uh, <clears throat> I think JK and I are planning to do an in-off-the-post show tomorrow. We are, aren't we? We are. Uh, and uh, JK, as you probably know, has been berating me for, I don't know, five years, saying... More, chid- than, more than that. Is it chid- more than that? Good God. Well, for a long time, saying, chid, 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 why can't we make use... You've got this YouTube channel, which is fantastic why why can't you make use of it do something i can't be asked mate blah 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 blah. anyway number one i have passed over access to the youtube channel to jk so hopefully he can upload the fan bites there uh but also i've been cajoled into investing in some technology it's a technology called Streamyard. highly recommended by some mates of mine who do this kind of thing uh and it means that we will be broadcasting live streaming live. live live our ugly mugs will be in will be be seen by all i mean from what i can understand it actually has the capability to stream live to youtube uh twitter facebook uh so i don't know i mean certainly we'll do it to youtube um and it's lovely it's got kind of it's like having a it's like having a tv studio on your desktop so there'll be a crawling ticker there'll be uh, logos there'll be stings that i can play in live well i think at least i think there are but anyway jake and i are going to muck around with it tomorrow we might invite you all along if i can figure out how to do it um so the youtube channel is going to get a second lease of life thanks to Streamyard and jk so do watch this space for that the other thing is as i promised you all there have been people waiting for at least six months for their mini kerry dixon banner they have all gone in the post today Hooray! Hurrah! At uh, great expense, but you're all worth it because I love you. Um, so there we he go. He showed me the sack. He showed me the sack. I did show you my sack, didn't I, on Friday? Yep. Indeed. It was a full sack then, but obviously I've had a weekend since. Pulled the sack off. <laughs> exactly. I just love it when they don't laugh at my jokes. It only encourages me, people. Uh, but anyway, look. Uh, yeah, they've all gone in the post. So, look, the thing to do um, is to... Let me know when you receive it. Uh, maybe even uh, send me a little picture of you and the banner or where you're going to hang it or whatever. 
Uh, it's always nice to know that you've got them. So there we go. Uh, now, if you want a banner, the simplest and only way, in fact, to do so is to join up to our Patreon site uh, where um, you basically bung a few squid each uh, month and uh, get very little in return other than my love and uh, a Kerry Dixon banner. And, of course, you can join the Discord group, which is like Mixler 24-7 and uh, great fun uh is the discord group so you get access to that uh the address is patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast i've got a few ideas up my sleeve for that as well actually talking which even more news we are plotting now the last count there are in the design factory not one not two not three four chelsea fancast themed t-shirts two very show oriented two quite radical and revolutionary insurrectionist almost you could say uh and i've got lovely richard on the case designing those so they will be available soon and uh, i will be letting you know about those as soon as of course we'll have mugs as well because it'll go quite well with the mugs all right so enough of me prattling on after this uh we shall be talking about man city versus chelsea city Right. Um, how lovely it is to be uh, sitting here on a Monday night, uh, you know, obviously talking about Chelsea, but talking about what I thought, what I thought was a simply wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Chelsea performance. I mean, it was a great performance. I thought it was, it, do you know what? It reminded me of the old matches we used to play against Barcelona at our peak. Uh, and I thought we were so tactically disciplined. Uh, which is not something you could say about this young Chelsea side. I thought we had counter-attacked brilliantly and we defended like demons. Uh, in a sense, JK, I, I actually thought they came of age on Saturday as a team. Well, I, I wonder whether we're being a little bit... Um, uh, um, um, what's the word? We're, 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 we're reacting to this a bit previous. I think we're, we're, we're being a bit too... Um, uh, I can't think of a word, so I'll just now listen. Again. You, you're not, you're not being swayed. Uh, you're not being swayed by all those no, negative cunts. No, I no, no, I nearly no, said the negative. Gareth word no, out loud. No, 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 no. The no, negative Marys on Twitter. No, 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 not at all. I'm not being swayed in the slightest. I'm just being realistic that we're still in a state of wanting to know which team turns up. We're still. We now had more evidence of the better team of the Jekyll and Hyde too. We've got the. We've got the. The heart, proper Hyde team turned up, we think, and and uh, sorry, the Doctor Jekyll team turned up because Jekyll, of course, is the normal one. It's Hyde was the monster. Um, uh, so let us see. I, they need to continue this into the League Cup final next week. They need to continue this form, this discipline. Um, but but I'm I'm intrigued since you mention it. I'm I'm not that I'm advocating it or or being a fan of it. But it's intriguing how the spin today has been how. If Haaland had been on form, they'd have scored five, um, and that the uh, in the uh, and they weren't very good in the first half, and that is what allowed us 
to score and play well, as opposed to the reality was that we were really good. So I'm telling you here, I am being very positive. We were really good in the first half. And uh, um, as a consequence, they they couldn't play because we were very disciplined. It just was that they readjusted and I think we got a bit knackered and I think a couple of his, you know, this is the debate we're going to have as to whether he started the subs too soon or whether he couldn't do anything about it because they were all out on their feet. And so he just had to, to defend ultimately. And I think they defended pretty well, only to give one goal away. Um, but uh, um, it's just interesting to see the way that, because Pep has gone on and, and he was really furious in his, his post-match interview. He's gone on today and said, you know, we can't play as well as we're supposed to play. In the first half, we weren't good. In the second half, we played like we normally play. And we had, you know, hundreds of shots and they were, uh, um, uh, and we should have scored more. So in effect, in the, he has, he was annoyed by our, our drawing with them, which I, I really liked very much. I liked the fact that he was annoyed. But yes, I felt we were excellent in the first, as we did in the, the, the Villa game at the bridge. Uh, and as we did similarly, in actually the Villa game away, we were consistently all the way through excellent. What we need to do is have this performance each week. And I think he's beginning to work things out. It's the fact that Mudrick doesn't get on. I think that's as now established. I think we've that Jackson appears to be putting in a performance. He's now playing. They're beginning to play a little bit more like pre-season. I don't know why it's taken him this long to do this. And uh, uh, and interestingly, when Nkunku came on, he was uh, he was very poor. He was shitter. He was completely shitter. shitter. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. I'm being polite. So, mate, my think- notes, my notes, because you know, I, I love it when I'm at home and can. Well, I don't love it when I'm at home missing the match because I'd much rather be at the match. But when I am at home, it does actually give me a chance to uh, uh, to write my notes, and they are a bit stream of consciousness. Um, uh, there's some, some, even if I say it myself, there's some hilarious ones here. Gallagher breaks from a top pass from Palmer, and Kunku fucks it up, uh, and then Enzo takes it off Jackson's foot. Blah 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 blah. And Kunku, poor touch again. Uh, are there any more? Uh, Unkunku has been shit since he came on. Yeah, I wasn't very happy with Unkunku. My favourite one, though, and we'll talk about this later, but I've just seen this now. Dizazi has been a rock today, cleaning everything, clearing everything, and celebrating it like a motherfucker. Which was yeah, I love that. I love true, but I so, thought that was absolutely magnificent. We'll talk about Dizazi in a minute, but Mark, anyway, I've spoken enough. I've yeah, spoken yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's all right. You can, J.K. In my eyes, you could never speak enough. Um, oh, cheers. but uh, but it is Marco's turn. Um, Marco, you know one thing I noticed because I just noticed this. I've reread my notes. Actually, this is this is the most stunning. I, I wrote this in real time, and and today I've been reading all about this by the uh, accomplished tacticians with their UEFA badges and uh, cleverness, whereas I am just a mere stupid idiot from Hicksville. I wrote, the front three looked like they tried to time their press, waiting until City tried to move the ball forward with purpose, like cat and mouse. Uh, And of course, this has now been seen as the genius tactic that they did, rather than pressing immediately and trying to swarm all over them, allowing City to beat them and go out the other end and score. They actually, they kind of waited and actually, it was really clever because it worked. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, can I, I, I just amused me when uh, J.K. launched into <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde um, and likening Chelsea to Jekyll and Hyde because my article for the next edition of CFC UK, which you had submitted is- yesterday, I noticed. Is entitled Jekyll and Hyde, no and 
And, and it, it's a whimsical piece which starts like this. When I was a kid at secondary school in the early internet less 1970s, I remember I used to go to the library at first break to read the newspaper, more specifically the football results, match reports and related articles. There wasn't a choice. It was the Daily Mail or nothing. And there was only one copy. Monday's edition was always crammed with information about the past weekend's games. And I'd sneak into the library early before registration and hide the paper on a shelf in the religious studies. <laughs> Other pupils seldom ventured, usually tucking it in between the first and second volumes of the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia to be on the safe side and make sure I had first dibs when I returned. And it was in the school library on Monday, the 18th of November, 1974, that I first came across Jekyll and Hyde in a mail report about Chelsea being walloped 5-0 by Newcastle United at St. James's Park on the Saturday. The game was scoreless at the lemon break, but the Blues capitulated in the second half with legendary barcode Malcolm MacDonald bagging a brace. The result left Chelsea floundering third bottom of the old first division and caretaker manager Ron Stewart, confounded by what he'd seen, was quoted as saying, I can't remember such a Jekyll and Hyde game, adding, there is no point in going mad to get various players just because we have a bad run of results. And then I went and asked the librarian what Jekyll and Hyde was and she pointed me in the direction of Robert Louis, Louis Stevenson's, Stevenson's book. Yeah, and I read it. There we go. And that was to go. That was the first time I ever came across the expression Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I was, it, it became relevant to me because I, uh, there's a story that my father was uh, telling about being in a a live 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 BBC, live, live. BBC version of Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know who he was playing. He was he was playing probably various. Uh, assistants or cabmen or something or other. And um, Dennis Price, who was in Kind Hearts and Coronets and played the butler in um, in Jeeves and Woodhouse, the um, uh, the 70s version with Ian Carmichael, was playing uh, Jekyll and Hyde. And um, uh, and when they came back from Manchester, it was, it was live in Granada in Manchester, <laughs> came back on the train and the woman playing um, Hyde's, uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll's, um, girlfriend or wife, whatever it would be, was saying how she'd been strangled by Dennis Price in one of the scenes, and he was so into the character that she actually thought her life was going to end, and uh, <laughs> uh, and that's actually in this little story. And so that that was very much in my in my mind at the same time as uh, the fact that they because it was live at the time. Live, um, live. He came on with um, half the mask on, and uh, and hadn't put put it on properly. And so my dad said, oh, uh, Dr. Jekyll, um, uh, pointing at his face. And he went, oh, uh, 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 and ran off again and got makeup, put the rest of the mask on. And all the actors were left going, oh, uh, 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 waiting for him to return, because that's what live telly was like in those days. There were sort of moments where you were thinking, oh, God, the scenery is falling down. Oh, God, the actor's not got his makeup on. Help. But uh, it's quite a funny story. But that was exactly what I was thinking of when I came upon that. Yeah. That's why it's in my mind. So it's interesting. Clearly, it's in all our minds. So the other one is the not only that is the uh, the parallel universe where we seem to play with um, with a team like the first half against Palace. I mean, I'd like to know what is it that gets them to play that way, um, like the first half against Palace when he has clearly sent them out 
Yeah, but hang same, on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Same instructions. We, we talked about Palace last week. We no, know. No, hang on, no, 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 hang on. It was shit yeah. for the first half. We know that. No, this, I know. I we've just know drawn against the best team in no, the world. We should have beaten them on, on Saturday. Can't I'd we like talk about that? I'd like to know why. Just briefly. Only, you can only give me a sentence if you like. We don't need to talk about I it. I don't for fucking know why. Very Is long that a good time. enough answer for you? I'm just, I'm I, just have no, I do not have a Scooby. He sends them out, right, giving them the same instructions that he gives them to the second well, half. Well, look, do you know, and they look, play like shit, and seriously, then they come back ser- in again. In all seriousness, and he goes, what's the matter? You're not playing. In all seriousness, they play better. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I tell you, I mean, the thing that really grabbed my attention about this match, Grab and I said nuts. it, I said it, uh, uh, you know, up front, it was tactically disciplined. They, the, it, he sent them out with a plan. And they bloody well stuck with it. And frankly, I agree with you. I mean, it, it, clearly, whatever he said to them versus Palace went in one ear and out the other. But this time, they clearly took it on board. And and Marco, they they you know they they carried it out to the letter, which is why it was such a good performance in my book. Yeah, I think I think what's what was interesting about this game is obviously they all knew that. This is kind of the, the the biggest test in theory that they're going to get in in the Premier League this season is Man City away, yeah. um, and I I think you know some of those players have grown up a bit over the past few months. Um, I hate to say it, I think the fact that Thiago Silva wasn't in the starting eleven made the Backline more robust. Now that's not disrespecting Silver, but he would have been a target um, for City to try and exploit, um, and and they probably would have, you know, got got some change out of that. And you know, Chelsea would have, they wouldn't have been able to set up in the way that they did. Um, Necessarily, if, if Thiago Silva had been part of that backline, and I just thought right the way across, you know, from Chilwell to Gusto and Disassi and Colwell, that that was a proper Chelsea back four uh, for me. The only thing that made me a little bit nervous was the fact that Petrovic, who in Previous games has looked fairly comfortable as as a Chelsea goalkeeper. I don't know whether he was a, li- a little bit unlike his teammates. He seemed to be a little bit, I don't know, sort of hesitant. Um, didn't quite command uh, the box in the way he has done. But you know, he's done really well up to now. So I'd still rather have him than Sanchez. So I just think that back unit from from the first whistle looked like it knew what it was doing, um, and that was essential against City. And then the fact that you know from the back, you know the midfield looked robust, and and you know kind of the the front was the front, wasn't it? So th- there's still work to be done in that area. But thankfully, Raheem scored. So, you know, I, I just thought it was a, a really good disciplined performance from, from the start. Um, and I think the manager has to take credit for that. And I did ask, as I have done for the last few weeks, uh, what's the potch out brigade thinking? 
And they're, they're still like um, gnashing their teeth and saying they the, the, the ones that want him out still want him out. And I don't know if they'll, you know, I think we're going to beat Liverpool because we're due. Um, and if we play like we did against City, there's no reason why we shouldn't. And, 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 a, I wonder what and a similar a similar style as well. So, you know, it bodes well, I think. But I think that I think the performance against City playing the way we did against a side who play the way they do does actually bode well for Liverpool, who I, who I think will play in a similar sort of way. JK, you were wanting to come in? Well, just I think we've been a little bit um, critical of uh, Dissagi and... Um, we owe, uh, we owe him an apology, mate. He was superb. We do, and, and Colwell, because essentially they've been playing fullback, haven't they? Both of them. And they both played in their proper positions. And they played out of, played out of their skins. Yeah. Both Colwell and De Sazi were fantastic. Fantastic in the game. Particularly De Sazi, as you say, whose who's, uh, uh, celebrations are emotionally joyous. I found myself going, oh, God, look at the commitment. I have to say the spirit in the side is absolutely magnificent. I think it, I think it's interesting as well, JK, just picking up on what you're saying there, that it's almost, you know, a lot of people, me included, have said for quite some time, if you're going to criticise Pochettino, it's like he doesn't know who his best players are and what the best positions are. But he's kind of had his hand forced a little bit. Um, you know, obviously with the silver injury, and also I think Gusto's been a revelation. Fantastic, absolutely. I was going to get on to that, yeah. And it's kind of like he's 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 he's, he's being forced in a way to, to find his best 11. And, you know, as far as, I mean, we, we've always needed a, a steady back line, um, that's what's been missing this season, you know, when we've been flip-flopping those results. And that looks like it to me, you know. Why would you change that? Well, why indeed? I mean, I, I, I wrote down there, I think I think this should be the defence going forward. I mean, OK, there's a, there's a debate to be had about Gusto versus James. I still think that James at his very best and fittest is still one of the best right-backs in the world. So, you know, no matter how good Gusto has been, he's not as good as James at his best yet but well, the fact will that, we ever see it Chidge? Will well we ever see it, who knows we're, we, we're yet to you know that's that's to be you know to be uh decided well, isn't it you know what i want I, I i had this vision of um Bo, Boli and egg barley who curiously enough talking going back to that CFC UK piece. There's, there's actually a, a film, Abbotton Costello meet <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, 1953. Classic. I must must check that out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I just wonder if um, the, the impending uh, noise about not selling Conor Gallagher... Um, and the fact that he's playing out his skin uh, might just get them thinking. Actually, you know, Malagusto's some player, and if Reese James isn't fit, and I, you know, I mean, who knows? Like you say, a fit Reese James is the best player in that position in the world, in in my opinion. But you know, can can we get that? Or you know, do, do, do you kind of take a view? Well, hundred million for Reese James, keep keep. Keep Conor Gallagher, keep the supporters happy, play Malagusto. 
Um, I don't know. I, I just wonder if that might be what actually happens in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that I thought that Connor um, uh, he's become a bit unsung in that game, but he, he was on Rodri a lot of the time and uh, he still did his usual 12 to 13 kilometres of running. I thought, so mate, fuck that. He he was absolutely bloody super. I mean, you know, most of them were superb, but I I mean, you're right. It, it got it got I went a bit under the radar here. Uh, he absolutely shut Rodri down. It was an incredibly disciplined performance. Um and I think the thing is, you know, everything revolves around Rodri for City. He's one of the best players in that position in the world, without a doubt. They have this record, don't they, that whenever Rodri starts, they never lose. And apparently, he, he, he you know, Gallagher had him on toast for so much of that game. OK, I know he scored the winning goal. Bloody, bloody, bloody. was on top of him and he, he didn't block it. Exactly right. But uh, apparently, he got so fed up with Collagher being all over him like a rash that he pushed him away at some some stage of the game. So... I mean, the other thing about Gallagher, not only was he stopping Rodri from playing, he was beating him and then and then moving forward. I thought he was utterly superb. And I tell you about somebody else who, who I think, I mean, they all need a bit of a pat on the back tonight, but um, I thought Chilwell... Uh, yeah, looked, very good game. yeah, he looked like Chilwell again. He looked kind of back to his best. But the other thing about Chilwell, not only, you know, was he playing well going forward, I thought he was defensively superb. And he kept Foden in his pocket for most of the game. But the other thing was, sorry to rattle on a bit, they all kind of link in somehow. The number of times they had two players on these players like Foden and De Bruyne. I mean, they were tenacious in their tackling. They got right up their arse, which the City players don't like, as we well know. But they were doing what we see done to us all the time. People doubling up on the key players who are going to threaten. And that's what I mean when I say it was just a really focused, disciplined, tactically astute performance. I was so, so chuffed with that. Um, well, we, haven't been, we haven't been seeing that, have we, Jude? No, it's no, been... not at all. And, I mean, you know when people have been saying, oh, we're not quite sure how this team plays. Uh, what's the style? What's the identity? Well, fuck all that. I mean, when Chelsea were at their best in the, in the, in the, in the kind of the Mourinho plus years and we shithoused our way we shithoused our way past City in the Champions League final by being really tactically disciplined and being really on it. If that's an identity, I'm happy with it, Marco. Give it to me any day of the week if it means that we win games. And I mean, I know we didn't win this one, but I think this was a massive step forward. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, everybody keeps going on about me included, about, you know, the, 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 the spine of that team that sort of germinated under Mourinho. <clears throat> you know, Czech, uh, Ashley Cole, um, Terry Lampard, Drogba, um, and all the yeah, oh, and all the baubles that went across it. You know, I, I just think what we need to see is a, and it's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous because we have got too many players. So you know, it'll be like, well, when Bagasheli's fit, what happens when? Wesley Fofana, if he ever gets back to fitness, you know, the the issue is we what we what we saw on Saturday was a Chelsea performance that it looked to me like it had an identity. Mm. You know, um, I thought Disassi was Desai-esque. Um, You know, Chilwell's Chilwell. He's won the European Cup. Um, you know, uh, Colwell, he's coming through. You know, all all those players, um, and it, you know, and then you got Enzo and Caicedo. I mean, Enzo was was epic. Yeah, 
you know, like a world winner. Um, he blocked four City shots in the first half alone. And he was everywhere. Everywhere there was trouble, Enzo was there to snuff out. He literally was, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. He was brilliant, mate. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, you know, so for me, I, I saw a glimpse of of an identity there. And I just think the danger to that is, you know, the, the, there's, there's, you know, when players come back to fitness, there's too much to choose from. And you start fucking about and... You know, I, I don't think I think five having five the luxury of five substitutes for Pochettino, if there's a criticism of what he does, is I I, I don't know because I I couldn't quite figure out what what his uh, idea was. Um, well, I, I guess he, he was looking to defend the lead or defend. Um, Twenty-five minutes to go—that was the trouble, wasn't it? Yeah, you well, know, I, I, I think there are other things involved with that. I mean, you know, Caicedo was on a yellow. I mean, how, by the way, how? How? I mean, I, 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 I mean, he, when did he get that yellow card, Caicedo? Let me just have a look. Uh, it was quite early. That I do remember. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, it wasn't that early. Thirty-five minutes. I, I thought he was a red card waiting to happen. So the fact that he he managed to not get a second yellow card, I thought, shows that he can be disciplined too. But, uh, I mean, he took Sterling off, didn't he, first? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he took Sterling off first on 64 minutes. And then Palmer came on. I think Palmer was on a yellow. So I can understand the sense of uh, taking Palmer off. Um, and then Cassidy... I mean... I, I, <laughs> Bringing on Chaloba for Palmer was definitely a defensive move because they went five to the back when he did that. Now, actually, I think tactically I can understand that. And it's 70 minutes, so there's 20 minutes left. Okay, you can argue whether it might have been too early. But the fact of the matter was City were getting an awful lot of joy doing what you do to teams that are really well-disciplined with two effectively banks of four in front of you. They were going wide, and they were going wide, and they were beginning to get a lot of joy. And they also have a hairy-ass centre-forward called Haaland, who, if they do go wide and put a good cross in, is more than capable of finding the onion bag. Luckily, he had an off day and didn't. So I think going to five at the back really helped to stop that. So, Or it was, that was the idea. So I can totally understand why he did that. <clears throat> what I don't understand is bringing on Cassidy for Jackson on 82 minutes. I mean, Nkunku came on, as we know, for Sterling on 64, but I, I, I just don't think he managed to get to the pace of the game. Is he still injured, but he wasn't tracking back? I mean, Sterling needs to... I mean, we, well, I'll go on to him in a minute, but I thought, actually, he deserves some plaudits because he put in a shift going backwards as well as being quite effective up front. But Nkunku just didn't do anything. He just jogged around. He, he, it was like playing with 10. So I think, I think that is kind of hitting the nail on the head with Pochettino... You know, not not really knowing what he's going to... He thinks he knows what he's going to get sending Nkunku on. Fresh pair of legs, fresh ideas up front, maybe get a second goal. But the reality is that the kid didn't have his game together. It was, like you say, it was just a, a wasted substitution. But, I mean, is is that Poch's fault? Poch doesn't know if he's not going to have his game head on. But that, but that's what I'm saying. That, that That's where the problem is with... Um, you know, having a lot of players who haven't got a lot of minutes under their belt playing for Chelsea and Kunku being one of them. Yeah. And as you said, 
you know, Sterling gets gets slagged off left, right, and centre. Mainly by me and Tony, well, but he, he was excellent. Mean, and you, yeah, yeah. The goal, and, and as you said, in this game, he was contributing. Um, you know, and he was being a terrier and making a nuisance of himself, getting back. Um, and we lost that. You know, the Cassidy substitution mystified me. I mean, City scored a minute later. They might have done that anyway. But, you know, um, I thought Jackson, I thought he did all right. You know, yeah. he, he's a, he was making a nuisance of himself as well. So it, it just felt strange uh, and Kunku I can understand because he's kind of thinking well you know he scored that goal the other week and he might score another the, the Cassidy thing was bizarre frankly well I think I, mean, he, I think he won uh, sorry not to butt in Mark I think I think he wanted numbers in midfield but pff, you know I think putting Cassidy on I mean what one other thing we should say to mitigate this if I read you out our bench uh, forget Bertinelli for for a minute as a goalkeeper. The bench was Cassidy, Chaloba, Gilchrist, Harrison, Madueki, Mudrick, Nkunku and Samuel Smith. Now, this is something that I mentioned at the beginning of the season, wasn't it, JK? Have a cursory look at our bench, I said. It's incredibly weak. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, effectively, youth players, in, in a sense. Cassidy, Harrison, uh and Samuel Smith and Gilchrist, you've got two players who flattered to deceive regularly in Mudrick and Madueki. Chaloba you can rely on, and I thought, you know, slotted in beautifully in the back okay, five. Okay. Yeah, of yeah, course he did, because well. he's, you know, he's been there and done it with Chelsea. He knows his onions. Uh, and Kunku is an excellent player, but is coming back from an injury, maybe has a bit of an attitude problem. I mean, if you go back to Poch's comments at the beginning of the season when he was, he basically stuck one on... Uh, on uh, Madueki and Nkunku, didn't he? Saying that, or Lavia and Nkunku, saying they, they're telling me they want to play all the time. Well, they've got to show me in training that they deserve to. So maybe there's an issue there. We don't know. But that, look, bottom line is, that's a pretty weak bench. Having said all of that, I, I, I would have been tempted to have certainly brought Madueki on so that you still had an out up front because Madueki's got pace. He's more than, more than you know, he's going to run at them. He's going to cause them trouble. You know, if you wanted to keep a presence up there, but he actually took, I mean, you, you lost Palmer, you lost Sterling, you lost Jackson, all three of whom, uh, going back to what Marco was saying, JK, I thought contributed really, really well. Palmer was sliding some beautiful passes forward. That The goal was a goal of beauty. Jackson, little back flick to Palmer, and he finishes the bloody, you know, he, he, he's on the end of it, halfway up the pitch to go and cross it to Sterling. Proper goal, beautiful. And Sterling, I thought, did brilliantly for that goal. Because he could he have fucked it, it up. He could have scored earlier on, though, Sterling. I missed a sitter, up. didn't he? He's missed two sitters. Jackson missed a sitter, although I thought the ball actually from Gusto was placed slightly behind it is, him. It was behind him. Behind him, it was. But, you know... You could argue that Haaland, you know, how many chances did he squander? Not quite, exactly. So... I mean, he missed at least three sitters, Marco. Yeah. At least three. You know, but that's football. You ride your luck. You know, you play well. You know, you have to... This is the point, isn't it, JK? You've got to earn the right. And I think we earned the right. You well, know? What we, need, what we need now is just consistency. So we need to see that type of performance at Wembley. And we need to see that type of performance against Leeds. And then we need to see that type of performance. I think we've got Newcastle. Got Brentford, that. haven't we? Brentford, yeah. Mm. 
you know, it's that, that this is this is the next step. So, okay, we've proved that we can compete. We've proved that we can turn games around. We've proved we can hang in there. Um, yeah, there's still areas that need to be tidied up. But the main thing is now, what we can't do is just go and lose 4-1 and 2-4 and all of that nonsense. Because if, if we go back backwards shipping three and four goals, then, you know, all this lovely stuff that we're talking about that clearly clearly was, you know, premature ejaculation. Yeah, I know. Well, we, we've travelled this path before. When we, I mean, I thought we played similarly well uh, against City at home in the four-all, albeit, you know, we did ship four goals. But we had spirit that night and we played really, really well. Uh, and then that false dawn didn't last very long at all. So I have you right, Marco. I, I don't know. I've got a sense that maybe this time it has changed. We're a little deeper into the season, you know, uh, people coming back from injury, people looking better. Maybe he's getting a sense of who can do it for him and who can't. But, I, I mean, I think one of the things we have seen this season, which has been infuriating, and I, and I feel for Pochettino in this, but, you know, you'll see players put in a really, really good performance. So he thinks, oh, great, here's somebody I can rely on. And the next game, they're utter shit. Now, if you're a manager, that is infuriating because you just don't know who you can rely on. You know, I mean, it, I do feel for him. Anyway, we're going to carry on with more of this in a minute. But before we do, Marco has given you an exclusive tonight. He's read you the opening four or five paragraphs from his legendary CFC UK articles. Because without a shadow of a doubt... Marco is one of the best writers in CFC UK of a very, very talented bunch. I don't, do not include myself in that. But Marco is the daddy when it comes to writing for CFC UK. So you're very lucky people. Now, if you want to go and buy said copy of CFC UK, uh, of course, you can always get it on a match day uh, at home opposite Fulham Broadway, where you will, in fact, see Marco and DJ at the stall. And uh, usually Chuckles is there, isn't he, Marco? Yeah, with his... First with the team news. First with the team news. And there's usually a few other reprobates hanging around. I occasionally pop along and say hello. Uh, of course, if you can't make it uh, to the match, do not worry. You can actually subscribe to CFC UK by doing the following. You email fanzine at cfcuk.net and you can pay by PayPal. But the best thing to do is subscribe for a year. If you do that, you pay 20 quid in uh, England or the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid uh, for the rest of the world. You can also, also get this uh, digitally rather than having a hard copy, although why would you want to do that? Uh, but if you do, you get a PDF email to you every month and uh, that'll cost you six quid for a year or a pound each. You know what to do. Uh, by the way, my article, which I, I'm, I'm in danger of submitting early this week. Yeah, I know, Marco's nearly choked there and JK, even JK's shocked and horrified by this news. I was, I, had, I was kind of in a situation today where I couldn't do anything for three hours. I was kind of like stuck in coffee shops so i actually i've written half of my article which is called culture club by the way and then i realized i've already done one before called culture club so now i don't know what to call it but i'm probably going to stick culture with Cu- club two Cu- okay i'll call it culture club two yes Can I'm, I? what i'm a chameleon yeah. maybe or yeah. time or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know Time clock of the heart yeah 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 We'll see. I'll have a think. But anyway, at the moment, it's called Culture Club, uh, which is going to be all about the culture of uh, Chelsea Football Club and supporting it and owning it. uh, And my usual diatribe against the new owners. Why disappoint at all? 
Anyway, uh, the other thing is, of course, you could go and buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share uh, if you want to own a piece of Chelsea. How about this? You can actually own... We all talk about this as supporters. It's our club, we say. Get out of my club, we say. All the time we say, our club, don't we? Well, at Chelsea, it really can be your club because you can own it. And you can only do that by buying a Chelsea pitch owner's share. And, of course, what it means, when you you own a bit of the freehold of the stadium basically uh but the idea behind that dear old uncle ken bates uh basically set up the cpo so that uh we could protect the ground being sold from beneath us essentially to a rapacious property developer or such like uh so there we go i mean the bottom line is with all the uncertainty going on about the stadium at the moment whether we move or rebuild or whatever the cpo will have a say in that so if you do own a share as a supporter you will get to have a say you know you you will get your voice heard uh and i think that's a very good and democratic thing right 110 quid for an electronic share 175 quid there or thereabouts for a frame share signed by a chelsea player just go to chelseafc.com and search for Chelsea pitch owners. And the last bit of plugaroonie, um, maybe I'll do that later. I'll do it later. Let's have a break. See you in a sec. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stamford Chidge and I am joined by Jonathan Kidd. His Royal Hello. Highness, Jonathan Kidd. I'm sorry? Minus Jonathan Kidd. His, his Royal Minus, the Jonathan Kidd. His Royal Minus, Jonathan yeah. Kidd. I like that. Okay. I like that very much. Thank you. How are they? 
uh, been, I've enjoyed the show so far. Is it yeah. downhill all the way now? I well, like normally is, isn't it? Yes, isn't a it, bit yeah. like Chelsea FC. We run out of steam after about sixty minutes. I think it's, it's all ends to the pump. We need a bit of coke or something, you know, keep us going. Bit of bugle, you know, J.K. and the bugle song. It's your favourite it. song, isn't it? We love J.K. We love bugle. <laughs> uh, so there we go. We've also got the fantastic Marco Warrell on the show. Thank you for having me on our show. Yes, Yay! yes, he got it right. <laughs> And so you should, mate. I told, I keep telling you this. You are the uh, longest participant in the Chelsea fan cast of all the current uh, incumbents. You are like Trevo Chaloba. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been at the club the longest. Isn't it amazing that you can actually say that about Chaloba, that he's the, the, the longest standing Chelsea player? Amazing, isn't it? But you are, mate. I was, do you know what? I found it because I was trying to clear up my computer the other day. And uh, you were, you were. You were in our first first season of doing them, actually, which I didn't realise. Yeah. That, uh, was that at Putney Station? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we started doing them. Yeah, no, I remember. No, you were, you were on very early on with your book, One Man Went to Mo. And who'd have thought that I lived just up the road from there? Yeah, well, I didn't even know you existed until I Pulling knew. Pulling though, didn't you, yeah. Jake? Uh, um, no, it was... Um, you were on the Chels, mate. Emma Smith. You were on the Chels. Them, oh, right? is that what you mean? Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Till they booted you out for talking about Star Trek, which doesn't exactly. That was exactly the reason I was booted out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. talking too much and, about about things that have been on telly. And actually, yeah. interestingly enough, I, I, I mean, you know, uh, even though they had fired you, and I knew that because you'd been on our show before, because you went to school with Doctor Mark, so I, I got you on really just so that Doctor Mark could say hello and beat you up for making him his fag when you were at school with no, him. No, I wasn't a fag. No, I gave him a detention. No, you, no, Martin was your fag. You know, I gave him a detention. Yeah. So he, he was going to have words. And anyway, so I got JK on the show. Bloody Martin didn't appear that night. Mm. So, you Just know. as well, because if we'd come to blows, I'd never have been on the show. That would have been it. I'd have been out in the... I'd have been on my own. No, I'd, I'd, have, probably, I'd have probably fired Dr. Mark just Desert for shits and giggles. In the- the podcast desert. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because after that, uh, the lovely Kerry Levy, uh, who, of course, uh, was on last week's show, I'm sure one of them, if not all of them, had words with me about stealing their, their you know, their guests or their, their, their podcasters. Uh, and I said, well, OK. Um, I said, the way I heard it was that he was not welcome on your show for boring you about Star Trek. So when he when he came on ours as a bona fide guest, he loved it and said, I like your show and I like you. And I said, well, we like you too. Why don't you, you know, come on our show now you're not on the Chelsea? So I kind of, I didn't, you know, I pushed back a little bit, but because I love Kerry and the show, by the way, and all of them, I said, I'll tell you what, let's not have you know, the same people on the show. Let's, let's, you have your lot. And I mean, I said, I know Rick Glanville really, really well, but I'll leave Rick to you. And there's a few others there that you can, you know, and, 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 do, and we'll do. That. So we kind of, it's like we had a non-aggression pact for all these years. Uh, I have to say the current lot, I'm not so sure, seeing as the, out of the 15 or so shows that they've done so far, at least half of them have had people who are supposed to be on this show on. Oh, yes. Oh dear! Oh yes, oh but not dear. me. Funnily enough, what they me, frightened me, of? Me neither. Yeah, what they frightened. So I of? also went. I used to talk about Star Trek with and acting with um, 
with um what's his face with phil phil daniels be an actor yeah i an actor one occasion it was just him and me on the show was it really Harry couldn't make it, yeah. And, and uh, was there any and football discussed? And he's good, very no. little. <laughs> you see, because that's positively welcomed on this show. You know, don't let the football ruin the football. Uh, but also, I wasn't a regular on there. No, I know you were an occasional. I was an occasional. I wasn't because the team was um, was um, Phil Kerry and Andy Saunders. That was their team. I was just on, you know, when when if Phil wasn't on, and and you then offered me a. Um, um, I offered you a contract, didn't I? Yeah, less of a substitutes role. It's called a zero-hour, zero-money contract. Exactly, which I I grasped that as if it was a Best contract you've ever had, mate. Oh, fantastic. Loved it. You get get equal star billing with me now, mate, for fuck's sake. When when did it become the JK and Chid show? What do you mean? When when did it become the JK show, Marco? Get it right. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a long time, though, that you've been kind of the twin... Well, Chid rather beautifully just added me as his his um, amenuensis. You know, Ooh, a, a what? Amenuensis. What the canal is that? Your clerk. <laughs> my fag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Marco. I think I think it. I don't know. I just had a. I mean, remember that. I mean, Doctor Martin, <laughs> me were a bit of a double act. <laughs> You used to send him up to your bedroom to get into your bed to warm him up. I'll have you know, contrary to popular opinion, I never went to private school, mate. I am a comprehensive boy in more ways than one. Uh, but I don't know. I just think, I mean, me and Mark were a bit of a double act in our in our day. And, and I just think it, it lends itself quite well, you know, to... Uh, uh, you know, I think it worked well. But uh, as I always say, and Marco finally got with it, which is where this all started, funnily enough, it is our show. We are so blessed with having a, a really solid team of about 12 people that come on this show regularly. Um, and as I said, they're all on there for a reason. I go to the games with them. I drink with them in the pub. That's uh, the secret to being on the Chelsea Fancast. And if you haven't been to a game with me or drunk with me in the pub, I don't care who you are, you're not coming on the show it's that simple. Unless you've got something to sell. <laughs> I kind of break the rule for that because I'm all heart. <laughs> anyway, enough of me waffling on. Time to talk about the football. Um, I, I, I was going to talk about something with Marco and I've now completely forgotten what it was. Can you remember what we were talking about? Poch, Pochettino. And what, what were we talking about, Pochettino? Pochettino. Oh, I know. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll wait till the end, but you've got to remember in case I forget again because actually it fits better at the end. Um, you know, I do think uh, that... Uh, you know, I mean, actually, the stats prove it. We actually have more shots on target uh, than City. We, 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 I mean, it just, here's the question, really, without waffling around it too much, is I do wonder, Marco, whether we're, you know, we're much better as a, as a counter-attacking side. Um, I mean, we, we just, you know, we did move the ball. I mean, I know we played a higher line in the sense that, you know, we've got a defence where we don't have to sit so deep because Silva wasn't playing, all of that kind of thing. But we moved the ball forward really, really quickly. Uh, the goal was a great example of that. Uh, we also mixed it up. We had long balls going on. So, the you know, Petrovic or Chile or whoever was trying to ping a, a ball to somebody, missing out the midfield totally. I just felt that we looked a lot more threatening, albeit we still can't finish our dinner. We we just look a better counter-attacking team, which, of course, is quite part of the the Pochettino metier, isn't it? But the thing is, of course, it doesn't work against the palaces of this world. 
So if we are a counter-attacking team, one can also understand why we struggle against the low-block brigade. But we do look much better as a counter-attacking team, in my humble opinion. I think you're right. And I think I think the thing is, and this is probably another criticism of Pogettino, is that um, maybe he needs to work a bit more on how he, how he plays the majority of teams in the Premier League who, you know, play a low block, play a more physical game um, and, you know, will send 10 men to the one man on the ball to, to dispossess and then make the most of the set pieces that they get to nick a goal. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's on the manager. You can't play counter-attacking football week in, week out. You'd get found out. Um, as, as, as maybe is the case. I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of getting back to Jekyll and Hyde again. It's it's almost against those teams where uh, that are perceived to be better than Chelsea because maybe they have better players or they're, they're just functioning better as a unit at that given point in time. Um, that, that Chelsea turn up, uh, but. You know, like you said at the, at the top of the show or near the top of the show, how disorganised they were in that first half against Palace, who, you know, frankly, given the injuries they had, that starting eleven was Championship standard. Um, and yet, and yet, you know, what were Chelsea doing in in that first half? Well, I mean, I think en- Enzo actually. You know, made I don't can't remember where I read this, but he made a a point about that that they Chelsea just didn't know what to do. You know, they're faced with two blocks of four or a block of five and and another block of four in front of them, and and they that's like oh uh, 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 now what what do we do now? They don't know what to do, uh, yeah, which is a player that's... issue and a manager issue if you ask me, because a good manager should explain to them what to do in that situation. Be, they should be on the every time they've got you know a Palace coming up. And we had enough of those teams that they've played recently. They should be on the training pitch playing against that setup every day and figuring it out yeah. how to it's bizarre. You know, I mean I, I you know, the whole Pogettino out thing, um, I, I think it's kind of misguided um in in a certain sense that, you know, people are entitled to their opinion, but I think a lot of that brigade are just I don't know they're just waiting for Pochettino to get sacked and then they can, it's it's the next, it's the turn of the next flavour of the month to be, you know, persona non grata in, in, in their, in their weird eyes. Um, but, you know, I think Pochettino needs to shoulder all the responsibility for not being prepared for each game against the specific opposition that we're playing. Um, you know, we know, so Brentford, for example, you know, Brent, Brentford are a good example. You know, they, they've given Chelsea a hard time um, since they've been in the Premier League and they'll probably endeavour to do so again. And Tony's back, they're playing with two strikers up front um, and two banks of four uh, behind them. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. They're not playing four, four, fucking two, are they? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got... I love them for that. 
not Tony and Mope or Mupois or however. Mopois, yeah, but not Mbuemo, who's who's a terror for us. No, but you know, it's until Chelsea can find a way to beat to put away those teams, you know, in the way that Liverpool put Brentford away. Um, and, and until Chelsea learn to do that, then we're, we're going to be having these conversations about, you know, doing well against the so-called elite opposition and floundering against the the the, the kind of the the mate weights in the Premier League. Uh, we're going to keep having those conversations. Wow. So, I think that's I think that's why it's really important now that there's, you know, that what we've seen against. Um, Villa in the cup replay, what we've seen at Manchester City, what we saw in the second half against Palace, that 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 needs to that can't go backwards now. You know, no. what are the left thirteen games in the Premier League this season? Um, you know, I, I I just I can't can't really put up with too many more excuses for not looking prepared for a game against Brentford. Malco, I have you absolutely bang on bang on it with that. I really do. Of course the answer to, to the question is uh how do we how do we beat those teams like Liverpool beat Brentford? We we have to have, you know, forward players who are more clinical, who can finish their dinner, unlike ours. We need a proper striker who can bully their players and be you know, you you want a, a ramrod, a broadsword if you like. And or you need a player who can produce a bit of magic and a bit of skill to beat them and find a way through. So, I mean, our obvious answer from recent times is you need a, an Eden Hazard. But, of course, he's like a generational player. But you, you, need, you need, I mean, like for Liverpool, it's Salah. He can create a goal out of nothing. So you need a player who can create a goal out of nothing. You need your four play, players to be able to finish their dinner. You need midfield players linking up and getting on the end of things. Connor's done that really well. Enzo did it well against Palace. You know, that's what we need. Otherwise, we will continue to struggle to break down these teams who play a low block, JK. They have a very interesting ploy, Liverpool, which is really simple, which is that they've got... Pay the, the referee? Slightly. There's a touch of that, yeah. There's, there's the, uh, um, the the madman that is Nunes, uh, who is just as, as quick as Mudrick, really. But um, uh, And they play masses of long balls. Over the uh, so, in other words, if they get the ball from a corner or a go- or the ball goes to the goalkeeper, they will the goalkeeper will boot the ball down the pitch and everybody runs after it. So in a sense, they're doing exactly what uh, all the all the opposition who have a low block do, which is when they get the ball, they just kick it up for the runners to try and out, out, to uh, um, outspeed you up the other end. So they they've got touches of playing, you know, the kind of inexorable press that they do play with long ball. And they played of those four goals they scored at the weekend. Three of them were long ball, long ball, and uh, and um, one of them was um, um, what's his face, the ex Wolves player uh, who got injured. Um, my mind has gone. Just heading the ball very cleverly across to Nunes, oh, and, and, and so Jetto, Jetto, yeah. Which one? Sorry, Jotter. I can't yeah, hear you. Jotter. Yeah, Jotto. Yeah, not Jetto. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Neto. I put a combination of the two, didn't I? I've called him Jetto. Is if because he's quite quick, <laughs> mate. It's not Ojeto. 
Otto Jeto, that's who he is, exactly right. Um, but um, yeah, so if you can negate that by having, you know, by being aware of it, let's hope that Poch works it out for next week, for next weekend. Um, you've got a third of their goal, more than that, uh, two thirds of the goals are, 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 are prevented. But it's that thing about um, once the goalkeeper or defender gets it, they, they get it, they get rid of it really quickly to a really quick forward. And that's what I said, Nunes is just, you know, nine times out of ten he misses, but the 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 he'll he'll if he gets fourteen chances he'll score three of them. You know, so um, and he'll probably get fourteen chances because he gets the ball first. They're not mugs that way. Um, so, but I, I, so that's why I actually think we've also got more of a chance this weekend if he does a bit of homework on it and says, look, this is what you did wrong last time, as you didn't deal with their press, you didn't do any pressing, and you need to be more disciplined. And I have to say, I have much more confidence in the Desazi Colwell combination with the two two fullbacks. I'm sorry to it's, say that. I'm mate, it, well, Petrovic, Petrovic, um, Chilwell, Colwell, so Desazi, yeah. Gusto, yeah. that is our back five until yeah. Reese James can prove yeah. can prove that he's he's up to it and fully, fully fit and back to where he was. But otherwise, Chidge, I agree with you completely about what we keep reiterating this all the time. They need a proper forward. They need a proper forward. They need a centre forward who is talismanic. Well, just, we, we still don't have one. Pressure. I'm, I'm saying they need one. But we don't they have need, one. That's the point. We they still we've been going on about buying one. That's what they should have bought at the very beginning. Three, of the season. three fucking transfer windows they've had. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, Unkunku is clearly not a number nine. He's like a a, a floating kind of number he's ten. Like, he's nine more and of a half. more of a will of the wisp, isn't yeah, he? You know, but he's not a number nine. Palmer he's a is wee, not. Wee, we willy winky. We willy winky. That he is. Uh, yeah. Whether he has or not is moot. But uh, Palmer ain't. I think Jackson. Jackson is looking a player, not playing as a number nine, playing yeah. on the left, which is precisely what he was bought for. Precisely where he was playing in preseason. I mean, mm-hmm. I, do you know what? For all of the, I've been fucking rude about Jackson, and, and you know, perhaps a tad unfairly. Although we did always used to qualify any rudeness by saying, well, he's not really a number nine, is he? I'll tell you what I do like about him. I like the fact that he's got bollocks, you know? He doesn't give up. He never hides. I mean, look at look at the number of strikers that Chelsea have had who hide. I mean, there have been far too many, and we all know who we're talking about. This guy doesn't. He'll fuck it up horrendously. Five minutes later, he's going to have another go. And I've got to say, mate, that is a laudable quality in a forward player. It really is. He doesn't hide. And I loved his reaction when Enzo took it off his foot. <laughs> he went absolutely mental. He cares. And i got to say, I'm warming to him. I'm warming to him. But I think he's way better, you know, coming in from the left. He is not a number nine. So we don't have a number nine. It's criminal. Criminal, man. Criminal. Criminal. I was just looking to see if Broger played for Fulham. Fulham, but he no, because that bloke Munez they've got has suddenly come good. He scored four goals in the last five games, I think. Poor old Broger. Yeah, but they they're not going to play, play him as much as they should because if they do, they're going to have to pay us more money, aren't they? Unknown injury. What Broger? Well, according to according to the just the I was just looking at the team lineup for. Uh, when they lost to Villa on Saturday. That's a shame. <clears throat> Unknown injury. Poor old Brozier. They need one. Mind you, that 
uh, that um, Datro Fafana, David Datro Fafana, I did see him do a rather lovely run uh, for Burnley against Arsenal, but I mean, I didn't see the remaining 90 plus minutes to see what he was like for that, but uh, who knows? We need a striker. It's as clear as the fucking nose on my face. Um, bottom line is, boys, uh, you know, you can argue which we should do now really. I mean I I mean you know we know they fought like a team. I loved it. I think there's a real bond and an understanding growing. Great to see such fight and spirit. And I think there's clearly something to build on there. There was a lot of disappointment which I I have to say I mistakenly thought JK was was following that trend which he clearly clearly was not and I apologize for, for assuming that no, he was. I was initially just starting a devil's devil's advocate Wait, view. Yeah, yeah. Why was it? Why was it that somehow our our performance had been downgraded in the media. Yeah, that, that, I didn't realise you were going down that alley. That's a very good point. But there was a lot of people um, kind of bit, I mean, including the players, actually, pissed off that we didn't win that match. Um, There's a lot of people pissed off that, that he, I mean, you included, that he, he, he seemed to go a bit negative with, with 20 minutes to go. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I love to win. I, I, it's difficult, isn't he? Did he do the right thing? I mean, you know, as I said, Jackson and Palmer yellow card issue with the final coming up on Sunday. I think they were clearly out on their ass as well because they had run and run and run, uh, which is also what happens when you play a team like City because they're going to have all the possession and you're going to be chasing them all game. It's a difficult balance, isn't it? I mean, we were unlucky to concede that goal. However, it had been coming. You know, I just don't think this is this is an easy one to answer at all i tell you what i tell you what makes me think maybe he did do the right thing albeit we didn't win we could have done if we could finish our dinner of course but the fact that he got the tactics and the selection and basically most of it right was was how salty pep guardiola was after the game what did he say here we go i've got the quote here uh Good, good. This is uh, on on Pochettino saying he was proud of Chelsea's performance. Good. Congratulations if he believes that it's good for his team. (laughs) Fucking salty prick. By the way, Pep is still bald. Stop am I! I know, but we love you. It's different with you because we love you. But for fuck's sake. I mean, we got got up under his skin, not for the first time as a Chelsea side, uh, you know, got uh, a bit of a... End of this season. What? I think he'll leave City at the end of this season. God, it'd be great if he did. I don't think he will actually, mate. I've got a feeling he's he's he won't do because Klopp is. If you he see, won't, I don't know. I don't think he'll want to be there when the chickens come home to roost. What the FFP chickens? Yeah. Don't, he doesn't doesn't fancy managing in the Championship then. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think he'll want to distance himself from all of that. Mm. Did you see that? Um, uh, Justin from uh, Villa, Justin uh, for the Coutinho uh, on Twitter was saying that it, it, the FFP apparently is being flagged up for them as well. Mm. And they're worried that they they're not going to pass the uh, Villa the yeah. requirements. Villa, yeah, yeah. Because I was reading it this afternoon and thought oh, another Chelsea person talking. I thought, well, hang on a second, no, it's to Villa. No, they're it's Justin. It's Justin. It, it is. It is absolutely. It, this is what do you know what's really there are two things that I think are terrible about this one is FFP was invented purely as a protective measure for the existing big clubs I mean actually 
whoever we had on the show it was David, wasn't it? David Walker last Friday, who has an equal loathing of the red, the red shite, uh, Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, who have had it sewn up for years and years and years uh, since the days when we were all schoolboys, all three of us. That's how long it's been going on. They hated the fact that Chelsea broke that hegemony. Um, but they were they could deal with it because of the four Champions League places, as David was saying. Um, City have really got up their jacksy because it, it's jeopardised one of those teams' places in the in the in where all the money is. So effectively, FFP was was to shut shut the stable door and prevent anybody else, like Newcastle, for example, getting a load of money and barging their their way in, as as like David Dean said, firing firing you know pound notes onto the lawn with the tank um so you know it's a protective manager um, uh, protective measure for the for the big clubs but who are the clubs that you know suffer from that it is it is the forests the evertons the villas possibly the newcastles who you know got a bit of money want to break into it want to get bigger want to compete i mean who are we to who are we as chelsea supporters to begrudge them that it's what we had we got lucky roman turns up in 2003 shit loads of money boom it's what we needed and we've gone and won the lot so who are we to say that no other fucking team can ever do that again ever it just makes us as bad as united liverpool and arsenal in my book if we have that attitude so ffp was brought in to penalize these clubs I think it's fucking outrageous, personally. I really do. Absolutely outrageous. And, of course, they're now hitting us because they can, because they've always had that grudge against us for doing it in the first place. You know, would, would for example, if Roman Abramovich was the owner of Man United or Liverpool or Arsenal, can you look me in the eye now and say that they would have been fucking sanctioned? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. No. Would never have happened, mate. So... I think FFP stinks. I really do, and I think it 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 it, it is to protect an oligopoly. It's to protect a cartel. So you know, if, and and of course the other reason, which is why it's so shameful, is because basically it's a way for that wanker Richard Masters to try and avoid having a government impose uh, an independent football, you know, independent football governance on the Premier League, which it fucking needs, because they cannot they cannot be trusted to run the game with any integrity whatsoever, the shameful fucking stitch-up with the broadcasters, which always, 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 always fucks the match-going fans over, you know, they need somebody to oversee them and say, you shouldn't be doing this. And that's what an independent football uh, governance would mean. And that's that's definitely, even the Tories are, are trying to put that in. Hopefully Labour will do so if and when they win the next election. So I think it's fucking shameful. So, you know... Justin, I'm with you, mate. I think it's shit. Anyway, I, I, did, I didn't quite understand how how that would be the case with them. I, I didn't realise well, they spent too they much money and not brought so, enough in, mate. It's indeed, simple. indeed. I know that's the basis of it, but I haven't I hadn't seen that in the in the players particularly. I didn't think they'd bought huge, huge. Uh, they hadn't spent huge amounts of money on the players. They, they had done. What, Marco? Sorry. So Emery has spent a few quid putting that team together. Yeah. Yeah, it's easily done, isn't it? If you don't bring in enough revenue, you know, then uh, then and you spend, you know, yeah, what is it? Uh, PRS, whatever that means. Anyway, uh, anyway, I'm glad Pep was salty. I love to see him salty. Uh, there's nothing like a few salty Pep tears after we've uh, 
done the dirty on them. Although, you know, as I said, we didn't win and maybe we should be a bit more, well, not critical, but, you know, realistic about that. Um, I mean, I know... I think, I think it, it says a lot about where we are at the moment, that we're we're happy with the draw. I remember we used to say, um, we used to get upset when teams came and drew at Stamford Bridge with us and they would rejoice as if they'd won the league. It was interesting to see them when they scored their goal, they rejoiced as if they'd uh, they'd won a title against us somehow. Um, mm. But, um, but I, 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 we need to... We need to get to the stage where we're disappointed when we draw, which is what well, I used think, to be. I think we are. I mean, OK, hands up. I'm disappointed we only drew and didn't win. Marco? Yeah, Marco is. JK? And me as well. Yeah. We are all but... disappointed, but we're also realists. I mean, even, yeah, when, we were at our, well, even when we were at our peak, a 1-1 a draw up at City, shithousing our way through it, was never a bad result. Even when we were winning the Champions League, when we were winning titles, it was a good result. They are... It's. It, it, I mean, now, considering where we are, which is a mid-table side, they are the best team in the world, you know, literally and metaphorically. 1-1 away to City is a good result. So I know we're disappointed because we saw that we had enough chances to win it and we were unlucky conceding that goal late on, having defended so brilliantly for most of the match. You know, so yeah, disappointed. But actually, the reality is that is a good result, and it was a great performance. And actually, I think the more important thing is it was a great performance. I I take more away from the performance than the result in that match. I've got to be honest with you, because it's been very, very few times this season where we've defended as a team so well. And as I said right at the top of the show, that we had such discipline tactically. I mean, Marco said it. You know, we. It, it, you could see what they were trying to do. How You can count the number of times on the fingers of one finger. You can say that this season, can't you, JK? On the paws of one finger. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, now, um, you know, we should really kind of start thinking about, uh, you know, what, what might happen uh, next week. And uh, I know we're going to be uh, previewing the final uh, next week. That's going to be a fun show, by the way. Uh, we may we may have a a new a new member of the Chelsea fancast family on the show on Friday. Mm. I I cannot say any more yet because uh, um, I haven't asked them yet or reminded them. I did see them in the pub the other week and said yes. To I was going to say you do know who they are. It isn't a yes. kind of yes. going to pluck them out of you know obscurity. The, 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 uh, yeah. No, I, it's not my style, JK. You know the rules. If you've not hey. been to a game with me or drunk with me in the pub, you don't get on the show. True, right. True. Uh, and this person I drink with every weekend in the pub. See them away as well. They're absolutely lovely. They're a bit dangerous, you know. They, you know, they be more. They're uncontrollable. Uh, anyway, they said yes a few weeks ago because basically Dan can't make Friday because originally we were going to be playing Spurs on Friday, uh, and of course Dan yeah. was going to be on the Thursday, but he can't do yeah. Friday. So, uh, so anyway, apparently Dan dan uh suggested this person to them without even consulting me oh god he has to consult you can i ask I a question are they a girl they might be or they might not be i cannot Ooh, I, am, I am not at liberty to say you tease you may or may not know them oh yeah but they're proper they're definitely proper but i need to ask them otherwise it'll be uh another another one of the chelsea fan cast family anyway yeah, we we have got Liverpool on Friday. I don't want to do a whole preview of it now, but Marco, I've I've got to say, you know, I I think what happened against City on Saturday, Cité on Saturday, Cité, Cité, 
gives us hope. Gives us hope, if not expectation, against Liverpool. I mean, most thought we would get hammered by City. Apart from me, I hate to add, although I did go a bit balls out and say it was be a 3-3 draw. At least I got the draw right. Um, but I do think that this this really should give us some confidence. should give the team some confidence going into Sunday. Do you not think? Well, 100%, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of... Why wouldn't it? Um, it's just every every. There's a lot of positivity there. There's positivity in, like with us lot who will be at the game, um, and there's kind of belief that the players can go out there with a plan and know what to do against Salah, against you know a shit Andy Carroll. And I don't know, Jota, Jota's injured, isn't he now? Injured, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I believe Trent's out. So I think the media are, are now... And Curtis um, Jones. Yeah, I did read something that sort of sort of led me to believe that the media were now already making excuses for um, a heavily depleted Liverpool side being beaten by... Chelsea uh, uh, at Wembley somehow detracting from what would be a magnificent result, um, but but of course we knew that would happen anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I I am genuinely optimistic about our chances of beating those bastards. Bastards at um, at Wembley, especially after those. Penalty shootout. Yeah, we owe them, mate, don't we? Big time. Shenanigans. Yeah. Penalty shootout shenanigans, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I think we'll win 2-1. Good. I think 14 minutes of added time. In, <laughs> and, I, and I predict that in the 23rd minute, the Chelsea supporters will be singing to Chris Kavanagh, are you Taylor in disguise? for um, some shit decision or other, which gives Liverpool an advantage in the game. Well, talking... Surely, surely who's the wanker in the black? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I think, are you Taylor in disguise now gets sung to any referee who dares to make a duff decision against us? Um, now, listen, you lot, talking of uh, songs that we might be singing, am I the only one who noticed that three little birds, every little ting... Gonna be all right. Was started, started to be sung, started to be sung on thirty-eight minutes, and Chelsea scored on forty-two minutes. And at Palace the previous Monday, we started singing at half-time, obviously because that's when the idiot DJ at Palace thought it would be a good idea to to g the Chelsea supporters up and put it on, and we scored within a minute of the restart. Uh, I, I am I the only one who noticed that? Three Little so, Birds works again? It sounds a bit like All Right Pav getting the Werther's Originals out. Um, <laughs> two minutes before Chelsea score a goal, so which he's managed to do on 11 occasions. This, <laughs> so it's kind of like get the Werther's out when we need to score a goal to Pav, and sure enough, it always delivers. So maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe if we sing it, just after the national anthem, we'll score in the first. No, we score immediately. Don't, when was don't it first sung, too early. Marco? Marco, when was it first sung at the bridge? Well, I had a conversation with somebody when, when I was um, I was involved in uh, 
Jamaica. I always get his name wrong. Jamaica's film. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Jamaica. Fan, yeah. Uh, and I was talking to some people. I mean, obviously, I, I knew about the liquidator because obviously I'd kind of written the book and was kind of well versed in what had gone on. But I think three little birds um, bubbled up around not 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 too far away from that time period and uh, I've been told that it, it was sort of it was sung at Chelsea games um, way back in way back when I mean I remember hearing it um, definitely hearing it being sung in, occasionally in the 80s at away games um, and then I remember it at Stamford Bridge I remember it at the bridge being sung yeah I mean yeah yeah it goes back quite some time um, I don't know. Yeah. Remind me which uh, which Bob Marley uh, album was it on? Is it Kaya? No, it was before that. Was wasn't it? it? Are you sure? I don't know. Uh, this is the, at this moment I open Spotify and my entire computer crashes and goes to smithereens. But uh, do you know what? I, I actually know it's opened up quite quickly, so maybe it's not. Excellent. Gonna... Uh, it's, what's it? Is it? Is it? It is Three Little Birds, isn't it? It's on yeah. Exodus, released as a single in 1980. It's on Exodus, is it? Yeah. Well, that was 77, Exodus. But yeah, if it was a single, 1980 will do. So it wouldn't have been sung before that. That's my point. <laughs> Unless that we had a few visionaries in the Chelsea Choir, which is not wouldn't be for the first time. I mean, I, I definitely know that there were people who were going on about it uh, last week after Palace saying that it was definitely sung... At Pompey away in 2009 but other people were saying exactly as you two boys were saying that it's uh, uh it's, it's been around for a while martin a actually has given us the answer i should have been looking at mixler the whole time it was sung when it was released 1977 exodus album martin you're a legend there you go you got there just before we did oh bloody hell oh 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 oh, oh. this is mal's mal's well, you and i need to talk mate i just haven't had time to reply to your discord conversation because he just reminded me i played this is matt this is Mouse. he says i played football with bob and eddie grant in battersea park right marco let me introduce martin martin let me introduce marco this guy grew up with paul simonon and the clash played football with bob marley and eddie grant in battersea park there is a book in this marco there is so a book in this this is interesting. Marco's got a grin on his face. If only we'd done our YouTube debut tonight, you would see how broad the grin is on Marco's face about the possibility of you writing a book, Martin. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was he playing with them when they were recording London's Calling? Because that's when I think they Simonon and Strummer were over at the bridge quite a lot when that was being Well, they, they were. But, I mean, what I know and what I can tell you, as every Clash fan will be able to tell you, of course, that they were... They were doing their uh, rehearsals and stuff with Guy Stevens in Vanilla Studios. And Vanilla Studios are in Corston Place, which is just over Vauxhall Bridge Road from where I used to live, very near the White Swan Pub. And it's now, I don't know what it is now, it's just some offices, but they had a little kind of, they're very near to there is a school with one of those classic London caged uh, playgrounds. And they all used to go and play football with each other and any anybody else anybody who was around they'd play football and their their football was savage they would just kick lumps of it out of each other joe strummer was a bit of a tear away mick jones was a good footballer apparently 
uh, but they used to all play football. They 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 used to do like six hour games and then go and play. Mental. Yeah, I fear my girlfriend's uncle was amongst them. Really? That you told me about him. Yeah. What was he doing there then? He was at school with um, uh, with Paul. As was Martin. On Mixler, really? yeah, yeah, no, that's how he knows it. He wrote, "If you see, if you ever bothered to go into Discord, you would get the occasional gem like this." And I you would, would, I would. Well, does he? Does he know? Did he know Kelvin Blacklock? Kelvin Blacklock. There you go, Martin. If you're still listening, <laughs> uh, what somebody's just said at Colin T. Astrid, what are you going on about, Craig? I, I mean, the Mixler's a whole show in itself. We don't need us. We just look at what they're saying. But anyway, I should move on because we're 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 getting into the realms of the surreal here. Um, J.K., do you, do you, final word, really. You know, on 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 the performance uh, on Saturday against Cite, and uh, you know whether it it gives you a little bit of hope, if not expectation, uh, for the final on Sunday. Well, it's it's what we want, but we're still we're still in a kind of. Um, uh, um, quandary, a quandary period. Uh, Jekyll and Hidian, as we've established, like alternative it. universe, as we've est- universal, universally, as we've uh, as we've established, because uh, there's still the possibility that the team that played absolutely appallingly against Liverpool w- might turn up again. Um, Liverpool will certainly be very cocky about the fact that uh, they believe they're going to do us because they did us so easily, which may be in our favour if we turn up playing as well as we played against Villa, second half against Palace, and yes, and uh, on Saturday. So there is hope. But once again, one is still, I still don't have complete faith. I think they need to put five or six performances together uh, of that standard to make me actually think that he's turned a corner, that's it. But there, there is a great possibility that um, we will indeed play out of our skins and um, and it will be a different result to the last two cup finals I, I, against them. And I, I, as I say, I think I think they're having beaten us easily. Will um, will not will not um, stand them in in good stead. I think that will be possibly their their downfall because they'll wander into it thinking we'll be a pushover. And if we play as well as we played in the first half against Villa and against second half against Palace and the first half against City, um, we'll score a couple of goals. And that will be really confusing for them. Well, but I, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm going as I go to all these games now with a kind of, of hope, and 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 them unbelievably emotional if we then play well because I my I'm constantly thinking pessimistically about it because at the moment I've seen them be the same bunch of players be absolutely terrible, and so the very fact that they then play well I think what is this is this an aberration what is this. Has the manager got it right? Do they now understand it? Have they got it all right? What exactly is going on here? And I can't see a reason for it. It's why I asked, why were we so shit in the, the first half against Palace? Why were we so excellent? What happened? What changed? What is it? Is it the players? Is it the manager? Is it a tactic? Is it What will it be? I don't want us to turn up dreadfully for the first 20 minutes even against uh, Liverpool and they score a couple of lucky goals or a goals on the break because they... They will just boot the sodding ball down the pitch and run after it because that is one of their major ploys. We really have to be up for that. All well, you know what? Playing. I tell you what. One thing that we didn't mention in in you know when we're talking about the city match, and, and again I refer the honourable gentleman to my notes, my match notes, which they never read. 
They should No, be. I was reading it. I don't you know where Never read be. them. They never no, read No, I've read about this Nord VPN. I've read about that. No, no, that. no. That's, that's, that's the script, isn't it? I'm talking about the match notes. Do you know what? I can't bloody find it, but I can remember. What... Oh, here we go. <clears throat> this is quite deep. This was just after Palmer was booked. Uh, it's just after uh, Sterling had that effort uh, that Edison saved with his feet. I think he would have been offside, but it's somewhere kind of 50, 55 minutes in, I reckon. But I said, this is going to be a real test of concentration. You can't afford to switch off for a second against this lot. And actually, the goal you could claim they did, but I think, you know, it was pinball, wasn't it? And that's always very hard to defend. But I think basically they did. And I think that's the point against teams like City and Liverpool, JK. You've got you've got to concentrate. You can't switch off for 90 minutes because the minute you do, that's when they'll hurt you. And I think this is the problem with young teams. I think that they do switch off. So the fact that he got them to pretty much do that for the entire match against City tells me that they're capable of it but they're going to have to do the same again on Sunday against Liverpool because you know they are lethal if you switch off and it might be a confidence thing because in fact we I think we gave the ball away um was it twice so that was it four times in the first two minutes who was that against but it was um one of the teams it was we we instantly gave the ball away or were dispossessed I think Paddy Ashiel actually was at fault for a couple of those who won't be playing because he's injured? That was the Liverpool game when we got asked, you know, it's, got our asses handed to us. Yes, yes. That well, in that, I wonder whether they're psychologically then um, bewildered by the whole experience because they're 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 just not getting to the ball. And what the thing that they do marvelously is they press and they harass and they hassle. And we've got to be doing the same. Yeah, we've got to be on it. We've got to get in their faces really early on. But I do think, I do think, you know, barring any injuries before then, uh, you know, we've we've got the team sorted out. You know, I I, I would go with exactly the same lineup. You know, so uh, Petrovic, uh, Chilwell, Colwell, Dizazi, Gusto, Enzo, Moises, uh, and then uh, a combination of Gallagher, Palmer. Jackson and Sterling. I mean, I think that it worked against City. And I mean, I know yeah. Sterling can be a fucking pain in the arse. And I know Jackson can be bewildering. But I think, I mean, you know, I'd much rather have them starting than Madueke or Mudrick and even Nkunku, frankly. Um, you know, I've got to say at the moment. Nkunku didn't do himself any good at all. No, it didn't inspire up. me with any confidence didn't at all. anything. That was just absolutely off the pace and dreadful, which was um, such a shame. Mm, indeed. Well, okay, it's we're almost there actually. A couple of quick Oh, sorry Marco. Go on. I was say I think we had a little chatter about this earlier about Pochettino having his name sung. Marco. I... Well done. Yeah, I, I told you I'd forget. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, if we beat Liverpool, um he deserves a bit of Pochettino, Pochettino. Hello, hello. hello. We can't have another Maurizio, Maurizio. No, please, I couldn't bear that. No, I, like, no. I like that, though. Pochettino, Pochettino, hello, hello. Yes. And a little nod to Crespo, a great Argentinian uh, of ours in the past. I like that a lot. Could you not go, Poch, and you're giving a reference to his spuds roots? No. No, no, we don't want really any reference that. to Spuds. I didn't mean roots. that at all. I didn't mean that, Chid. That was that was. Sorry, I'll let I'll edit that out, J.K. Don't worry. Yeah, if you could possibly, yeah. I'll save That's your blushes. 
They must have had a song for him. Look, the thing is, you know, I think it works both ways, which is what my, you know, original point was going to be. I don't think he's doing himself any favours, and I would love, for the love of God, I would love to know why. I mean, it was crying out for him to go out there with the players and go, well done, with the away supporters. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay, I accept that managers are all different and not all of them leap around like a fucking lunatic like Klopp or Conte, you know, but, you know, and I I mean, Carlo, Carlo, you know, was was wonderfully understated. I mean, the most you got out of Carlo was a raised eyebrow, you know, but that and that was his way and that was okay. But I think Pochettino needs to really try because I think there's still a lot of the supporters who think, yeah, mate, you're still a Spurs wanker. You know, maybe that's what's stopping him. I don't know. But I think if he tries to build a relationship with the supporters by going to them, it's going to help. I think he really needs to think about doing that because the players were good. They did it. You know, uh, we're getting a bit of it is a bit it is a bit Gary Glitterneely because, you know, I, it doesn't mean I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like, can we never ever like have a not that we'd would, uh, but can we never have a, a chant to a Michael Jackson song? now is that is that are those the rules we can't we can't do a gary glitter oh, remake wow. i never thought of that yeah could we do oh pochettino you are the love of my life for pochettino you could shag my wife no we couldn't do that could we it no, scans we can't do that either can we could we change it you, you're the love of my life pochettino um you make me feel so high pochettino no we can't do that either it's a- used to sing that he's magic didn't i Mm. I don't know. I I like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I've got. I've got the Pochettino. Pochettino. Hello, hello. You know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 see. I I'm, I think he needs to try and build a bit of a relationship with. Well, the particularly since in the presser he mentioned that they felt uplifted by yeah. the fans yeah. at Palette. Yeah, exactly. So why if he's agreeing that is the case and the players felt a connection with the fans? Why doesn't well, he himself attempt to use that connection if he's you, talking about it? You are the expert on the press conferences. Uh, you watch them so we don't have to. Of course, any of your journalist mates who you deride quite rightly after every press match summary, if we had a decent journalist amongst us, apart from the ones that we like, that would be Simon Johnson, that would be Liv Toomey and Henry Winter, um, then they would. I would be, if I was there, I'd say, Poch, why aren't you building up a relationship with the Chelsea fans? Why aren't you yeah. going to the away yeah. support when we have a good result? Because, you know, you need to do that, son. That's what he needs to do. And he would go, huh? huh? Well, huh? If, how we, we don't huh? know what the answer will be and if, he some, if they don't ask the, the question. And he would turn to the assistant and go, oh, oh, uh, 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 and then he'd move on to another question. Well, somebody needs to answer, ask him the bloody question. Anyway, enough. We're going to wrap this up. But before we do, I need to remind you lovely people uh, about the we had Alex on the show on Friday and she was really wonderful and effusive talking about the uh, Chelsea Fancast World War One Battlefield Tour of 2024 where we are going to go to the Western Front on the 21st of June to the 24th of June and we are going to be visiting all sorts of battlefields Alex and Johnny Dyer and Andrew Holmes are going to be telling us all about the history uh, for those of us who are going if they've got personal history, relatives who fought and died there, they will research it and tell you all about it. It is, it is it, honestly, it's a chance of a lifetime. It really is not to be missed. Uh, after all the hard history work that we'll be doing in the day, we'll also be drinking as much Belgian beer as we can manage to keep down our necks. So there we go. Um, it's, uh, as I said, 21st, 24th of June. If you want to go, uh, and as I said, I, I can't recommend this highly enough, 
It is I-S-T-O-R-I-A travel.org. So there you go. Well, just email us at chelseafancast.gmail.com and I'll put you in touch with Alex. You going to try and come this time, JK? I don't know, I don't know, Chidge. I've got an eight-year-old. I've got, you know... You've got got responsibilities. I've got a 15-year-old. I've got, you know... Mouths to feed. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. What about you, Marco? You love a bit of history, don't you? It is the thing. Uh, we, we are probably going to go because Misty is um, she's actually following in Alex's footsteps at the same school at the moment. Really? Um, she's described as a gifted historian. And no she's way. Military history, yeah. She's, she's like the top of the year in history. No uh, way. Same place Alex went to. And she's like... Really interested, but obviously she's going to she's still at school then. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're probably going to head to northern France um, in July. Oh, lovely, excellent, excellent stuff. Shame you won't be coming with us because it'd be quite you, you'd you'd enjoy the crack, mate. Honestly, the crack. Enjoy the crack there. Yeah, yeah. Get JoJo to take Misty in the summer, and you come with us. <laughs> 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 Mate, I can read your mind. It's like I can see the cogs going round in your head at the moment. Yes. <laughs> thinking about it, thinking about it. Anyway, you know what to do if you want to go. It's a cracker, as I said. Now, uh, the other thing you may have noticed is that we have been running a promotion. An advert has probably already been and gone, actually, but a promotion for Nord VPN on the fan cast recently. Nord VPN. Nord VPN. Because uh, JK and I did the advert. We made the advert. Uh, we wrote a script. I wrote a script and we performed it. Uh, so there we go. Um, and that kind of explains it all. But just for the hard of thinking, if you missed it, NordVPN does allow you to watch sporting events, TV shows, films, let's face it, the football, which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location. And with one click to a country which is showing the content. Uh, and it acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protects your personal data and sensitive info like your card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. And it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to... NordVPN plan. Yeah, Nord... Yes, Nord nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. That's where you have to go. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And, of course, if you do that, you will be helping to support the Chelsea Fancast. So there you go, Marco. We're going to win the cup. Exactly. We're win the cup. We're going to win the cup. And now you're going to believe us. Now you're going to believe us. Now you're going to believe us. We're going to win the cup. Sounds like we needed a xylophone. Or what is it? Is it a, a style? A, a, what is it? Stylophone. Can't use that. Can't use it anymore. Rolf Harris promoted it. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It's been cancelled. So no Gary Glitter songs, no Michael Jackson songs, no Stylophone songs because Rolf Harris promoted it. That also means no didgeridoo music as well, of course. So we can't we can't ever mention Two Little Boys or uh, can you guess what it is yet, JK? No kangaroos either. Can't tiny them down. And and we can't say ours about that then. No, we can't. No, not he's been cancelled. All these yeah, things we, are being cancelled. We, we can't go, ooh, ooh, ooh. Can't no, do that. We can't do that. No. Uh, what we can do, though, is we can still do the Chelsea fan cast, and we will be back. We will be back on Friday. And do you know what? It'll be good to be back. 
That's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can we see that then? Chelsea. No, that's cancelled. 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 <laughs> we will be back on Friday with me and JK and a mystery, possibly a new member of the Chelsea fan cast. Or not. Or Whoa. not. We shall yeah. see. Jeez. We shall see. And we will be looking ahead to Sunday's Caribou Cup final against Liverpool, which uh, I can't wait. So there you go. Now, uh, JK and I will be doing an in-off-the-post tomorrow evening. We're going to debut uh, doing the show live on YouTube, I believe. Live! Live! So there we go. Uh, in future, for the next in-off-the-post, do send your emails to chelseafancast at gmail.com. You can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Marco at gate 17 Marco. Mate, lovely to see you, as always. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, where are you? Where are you, are you drinking in your usual haunt pre-Liverpool? Uh, pre we will actually be in the Pembroke at Earl's Court very early on uh, Sunday. And then we'll be dining at Papadella's, having some fine Italian food, and then jumping on the train. Lovely. Who are you, you going to be with? I will be with young Dave, who's nearly 70 now. No way. Not so and, young. Oh, and all right, Pav, and the rest of the gate 17 posse. Lovely. Oh, I love it. You see, it's traditional, isn't it? That's the point. I mean, I, I'll be going to the Victoria in Paddington with the people that I've been going to finals with for, well, when was the first time I went? Uh, actually, huh? 2003. Well... <laughs> It might, it might, it might well have been actually, because obviously we were at Cardiff, weren't we? Cardiff between two. I didn't go in two thousand, so actually my first time there was only two thousand and seven. But my lot have been going drinking there since the nineties, ninety four, ninety seven. So we always go there. Okay, will you be dining handsomely in Club Wembley? Um, I think you only get a, You get a hamburger there, don't you? In a bag of chips. I think you have to go higher up and higher up with the, the uh, with the Wembley stuff. You have to pay, you know, 150 quid just to to be on the list for your seat, and then you have to pay another 150 quid. Such a I don't, well, I, I've just got a, I've got concession old persons, and I've got one for my daughter, which is a youngsters one. So I, I can't remember where we are actually, but she unfortunately has been to see the uh, the last two Liverpool finals, and the, that's the only time she's been to Wembley. And she's lost on both occasions. So she doesn't have much uh, enthusiasm for the game. But uh, let's hope we win. Can I just say, I think actually, we haven't really talked about this much. It is. It must be boiling so many people's piss that we're in another final, mustn't yeah, it? You would They've have, got us written yeah. off. Really written off. Fantastic. You would hope Fantastic. So. We're there again. Yeah. We're at another final, despite having an unbelievably shitty season. I know. We're at another final. I know. Proper chance, mate. Sake. Proper yeah. I'm Proper still chairs. I'm still hopeful that I might be able to get a ticket for my nephew uh on Sunday but I'm uh, I'm hoping and keeping my fingers and toes crossed. Anyway, uh Marco, lovely to see you mate as I said. Uh enjoy Sunday. Uh hopefully I'll see you soon. Uh Cheers. What? Cheers buddy. Cheers buddy. Absolutely. JK, you old reprobate. Lovely to see you. I'm going to see you tomorrow. You will. And we're going to be live. We're going to be live on the live. YouTube. I better dress up. I better put my, my dress Put your dinner up. jacket on, mate. Yeah, I will. I'll put my dinner jacket on, yeah. But, not, but knee, knee trousers. And no, nothing. I'll just, just the dinner jacket. Oh, I... It'll be 
naked top. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I can't wait. That'll be fun. Let's hope. Let's hope I can get the technology to work. That'll be funny. There we go. You lot in Mixler have been stellar as always, and uh, do come and join us tomorrow. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Until then, keep it blue. Keep it carefree. Keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.